Hello, you are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. A Time to Heal by Hera Girl on AO3. Rating, Teen and Up. This fic was archived by the Spooky Awards Archivist and is part of the Spooky Awards 2003. Chapter 4 Skinner glanced at his watch as he stood in the lobby. 12.25, five minutes early. He had arranged to meet Reyes in the lobby, and from there, they would head out to Lucia's. He found himself curiously eager to see her again. He had enjoyed his dinner with her the previous night. Those hours suddenly seemed very precious, since during that time, he had not thought about the situation he had left behind in Washington. Those thoughts and memories haunted him in his sleep, and he found them still there when he awakened. Even on the golf course this morning, they were there, always in the back of his mind, ready to pounce. He supposed it was foolish to expect that a mere change of scene would cause them to disappear. Still, he had hoped. But so far, the only time he was free of them had been that dinner with Monica Reyes. The elevator doors opened and he saw her. For a few moments, he was free to observe her without being seen and the sight made him smile. She certainly did not look anything like an FBI agent. Dressed in a brightly colored cotton skirt, pale pink peasant shirt, with sandals on her feet, hair tumbling to her shoulders, and carrying a straw bag, sunglasses, and a straw hat. Monica Reyes could have been any tourist, ready for an afternoon of sightseeing. He saw her eyes dart searchily about, and then she spotted him and waved, flashing him a smile of greeting. A moment later, she was at his side. Hi there, she exclaimed. I hope I'm not late. No, I was actually a few minutes early, Skinner reassured her. An old habit from my days in the Marines. Reyes was quiet, and he noticed that she was looking him up and down rather appraisingly. Is there anything wrong, he asked. Reyes shook her head, smiling. Nothing's wrong, she replied. It's just that I don't think I've ever seen you dress this casually before. I like it. Skinner realized that she was right. She had never seen him out of what he thought of as his FBI uniform. Suit, dress shirt, tie, and dress shoes. Today he was wearing jeans, short sleeve t-shirt and Nikes. A definite difference. It's funny, he commented. I was thinking the same thing when I saw you. Well, we are on vacation after all, Reyes exclaimed. But I do have one suggestion, if you don't mind. What's that? The afternoon sun is awfully strong, Reyes said with some concern. I'd hate to see you get a sunburn. I'm wearing sunscreen, Skinner interrupted, and my skin is pretty tough anyway. I was thinking of the top of your head, Reyes continued, blushing slightly. It wouldn't take long for it to burn, even with sunscreen. Skinner realized that that was something he hadn't thought of. You know, you're right, he agreed. Unfortunately, I didn't bring any kind of hat with me. I thought you might say that, Reyes said, as she reached into her large straw bag and pulled out a white paper bag. I stopped in the gift shop and picked this up for you. I hope you don't mind. Skinner accepted the bag, reached in, and pulled out a cap with the Phoenix Suns logo. He found that he was oddly touched by her thoughtfulness and consideration. Not many women would have taken the trouble. He reached up and put the hat on his head. Well, how do I look? he asked with a grin. Reyes grinned right back. 
You look marvelous, she drawled out. Are you ready to go, then? Sure, Monica, he replied, using her name for the first time since the previous night. Lead me on to Lucia's. Although, under ordinary circumstances, Skinner would have taken the wheel. It made more sense for Reyes to drive, since she knew exactly where they were going. As they headed west on Interstate 10, Skinner found himself mesmerized by the beauty of the western desert. The sun shining in a cloudless sky beat down on the various browns and reds, giving them a warm hue that was offset by the occasional deep yellows of brush or green of cactus and palms. It almost seemed wrong to be traveling in an ultra-modern convertible. He felt that they should be riding horses or crossing the desert in a covered wagon. He felt that if he looked very closely, he would be able to see the travelers, Indians and settlers, who had taken this journey before him. Skinner realized suddenly that quite a bit of time had passed since he had spoken a word to Reyes. He turned and saw her concentrating on the road, but she had her habitual half-smile on her face. This is impressive scenery, he commented, trying to make conversation. Reyes glanced over at him. Yes, it is, she replied. Whenever I drive out here, I keep thinking about all those history classes I took where we talked about the Great West. It's amazing to think that we're traveling in an hour, a route that took almost a week for covered wagons to make. You're kidding, Skinner exclaimed, regarding her with new eyes. I was just thinking the same thing. All those stories I read about the early settlers, the cowboys, and the Indian battles. I suppose anybody with any imagination or intuition thinks about that, Reyes said enthusiastically. Whenever I drive out here, it's like I can feel the spirits of the people who have been here before us. I'd swear if I looked off to the right, I could see a wagon heading out into the mountains. Or off to the left, I can almost see a Navajo hunting party mounted on their ponies, chasing down a herd of buffalo. Skinner was astonished to find that her thoughts had mirrored his. You amaze me, Monica. Really? How so? Reyes inquired. I know this may sound like I'm stereotyping, but most women I know would have just said it's great scenery, Skinner replied. Reyes laughed and Skinner knew that her laugh had an almost throaty musical tone to it, curiously warming to his spirit. I'll take that as a compliment, Walter, she replied, using his name for the first time that day. Maybe it's because of my background and training, or maybe it's just my nature. But while the scenery is beautiful, it's also very much alive. So much has happened here. So many people have traveled and lived and died here. That's full of their spirit and their essence. At least it is to me. So anyway, tell me about this place we're going. Lucia's, Skinner prompted. Lucia Velasquez is a Mexican-American, Reyes explained. Her parents, George and Estralita Delgado, settled here during the Depression, and they opened up a small Mexican restaurant across the highway from the Navajo Reservation. The restaurant itself was popular with tourists traveling west, but they always seemed disappointed that there was no gift shop. So after five years, the Delgados built on an addition for Mexican gifts, clothing, blankets, pottery, and artifacts. You mentioned that there were Indian gifts as well, Skinner continued. I was coming to that, Reyes answered. Members of the Navajo Reservation's Tribal Council approached the Delgados to see if they'd be interested in selling some of the jewelry, clothing, and other gifts that the tribe could produce. The Delgados figured they'd give it a try, and so they've been selling Navajo gift items ever since. 
Lucia and her family carried on the tradition, and it remains a very popular place where you can get an authentic Mexican meal and pick up some wonderful bargains. We should be coming up on it very soon. Skinner settled back in his seat, but instead of watching the road now, he continued to watch Reyes. My God, she really is a beautiful woman, he thought to himself. And as he watched her, with the wind whipping stray strands of her hair out from under her hat, he began to feel stirrings of a powerful attraction for her. Steady there, he thought to himself. This is an agent, a co-worker, and she's a hell of a lot younger than you. Suddenly, he saw Rhea's eyes widen and a happy smile cross her face. Look, just ahead, she cried, gesturing with one hand. The reservation's on the left of the highway. Lucia's is on the right. Skinner looked ahead and saw what she was talking about. To the left-hand side of the road was what appeared to be a huge mobile home park and several large whitewashed buildings. To the right, there were two large wooden frame structures side by side with a large sign that read, Lucia's Restaurant and Trading Post. Reyes easily maneuvered the car off the road and to an available parking spot. As she removed her sunglasses and reached for her straw bag, Skinner got out of the car and walked to her side, opening the door for her. With the instincts of a gentleman, he held out his hand to help her out of the slow-slung vehicle. She looked up at him, her eyes showing a quick flicker of surprise. Then, without hesitation, she slipped her hand into his. As their hands met, it seemed that something passed between them, some kind of connection. At the warmth of her hand, Skinner felt the attraction that he had been musing about earlier become something stronger, something that he could only describe as desire. Rhea seemed to feel it, too, her eyes meeting his, frankly, with the knowledge and a sense of wonder shining in them. They stayed like that for a moment, just looking at each other, the tall man standing outside the car and the young woman sitting inside. Then, as if to clear his head, Skinner gave a gentle tug. Reyes responded to the tug and eased herself up out of the car seat gracefully, pausing to give Skinner a warm smile. Well, we made it in one piece, she told him. Skinner released her hand and gave the compound a quick look around, noting that number of cars in the parking area. Looks pretty popular, he commented. Quite a few cars here. It is popular, Reyes replied as she slung her bag over her shoulder. Let's go inside. I don't know about you, but I'm dying of thirst, and I'm starved. Skinner followed her into the first building. From the outside, it was rather nondescript. A wooden frame building, but inside he found it decorated in the style of a Mexican cantina. Chicano music was playing from the jukebox, and the most heavenly aromas were wafting through the place. Monica, you're back. Skinner heard a feminine voice behind him and turned to see a matronly-looking woman, her hair dark streaked with gray approaching them, her arms outstretched. Oh, it's so good to see you here again, she exclaimed, as she took Reyes into a warm, motherly embrace. You look great, Lucia, Reyes replied, hugging the woman right back with a beaming smile. They broke the embrace and stood at arm's length, regarding each other. Honestly, you just never seemed aged, Lucia, Reyes said wonderingly. I wish I knew your secret. Family, prayer, and lots of hard work, Lucia replied. That's the only secret I know. Lucia suddenly became aware of Skinner, standing slightly off to the side, where he had withdrawn so he wouldn't interrupt what appeared to be the reunion between the two women. I'm so sorry. I was so excited to see Monica. Are you here with her? Yes, I am, Skinner replied. Lucia, 
This is Assistant Director Walter Skinner, Ray is introduced. He works for the FBI in Washington. Walter, this is Lucia Velasquez, the owner and proprietor of this establishment. Skinner automatically held out his hand. It's a pleasure to meet you, Mrs. Velasquez. Lucia clasped his hand in both of her own. Oh, you can call me Lucia, she said warmly. If you are here with Monica, you should not stand on ceremony with me. She turned back to Reyes, beaming happily. Oh, I like your man, Monica. He is a fine one. Skinner felt himself blush as he realized what Lucia was thinking, that he was here as Reyes's man. He looked down for a moment and then looked back up and caught her eye. Reyes didn't appear embarrassed in the least. However, as she replied, It's not what you're thinking, Lucia. Walter and I worked on a case recently, and we just happened to be here at the same time. Agent Reyes was kind enough to offer to bring me out here, Skinner added. She was very enthusiastic about the shopping and the Mexican food. It's one of my favorites, and I must say it smells wonderful. If Lucia was embarrassed at all, she didn't show it, but she continued to beam happily at both of them. If you like Mexican and Navajo souvenirs, you won't find better shopping than here, she told him. And I won't lie, you won't get any better Mexican food than you get here. Isn't that right, Monica? Absolutely, Lucia, Monica replied. I'll tell you what, why don't you go over and check out what I have in the store while I get your lunch ready, Lucia suggested. I'll put together a Mexican feast that you will always remember. I'll have Enrique come and get you when it's ready, okay? That sounds great, Lucia, Reyes answered. Come on, Walter, let's go check out the shop. I can't wait to see the new things she's got in there. Skinner followed Reyes through the courtyard area that separated the two buildings into the large shop. Almost immediately, an older, somewhat stout, dark-haired man came over to them with a pleasant smile. Hey there, Monica, good to see you again. Reyes smiled and quickly hugged the man. Hey, Alberto, it's good to see you too, she replied, stepping back. Walter, this is Alberto Velasquez, Lucia's husband. Alberto, this is Walter Skinner, a friend of mine. Velasquez held out his hand. Welcome to our place, Mr. Skinner. He spoke the greeting with warmth and enthusiasm. Skinner shook the hand offered, noting the roughness of the skin, which had been hardened by years of work. Thank you, Mr. Velasquez, he replied. Your shop looks fascinating. Well, I don't know about fascinating, but I'm sure you'll find something that'll catch your eye. Velasquez replied as he released Skinner's hand. Monica, does Lucia know you're here? We stopped in the restaurant first, Reyes answered. She told us to come in and shop around while she got lunch ready. But Alberto, I'm dying of thirst right now, and I would kill for a Coke. Let me take care of that right away, Velasquez turned, and went behind the counter, where he reached into a large cooler and pulled out a can of Coke. He came back around and handed the can to Reyes. There you are, ice cold. Reyes popped the top off the can and raised it to her lips, taking a long swallow. Thanks, Alberto. That hits the spot, she said with real gratitude. Listen, take a look around, take your time, and anything that you select, give to me, and I'll hold it for you until after lunch, Velasquez told them. I have to look after some other customers, but I'll talk to you before you leave, Monica. Again, good to meet you, Mr. Skinner. Skinner nodded as Velasquez turned to look after the other guest. He watched Reyes take another pull from the can, and then she turned to him and held out the can. Would you care for some, Walter? She asked. Skinner's mouth was very dry, and the thought of the ice-cold liquid was irresistible. Unthinkingly, he accepted the can and raised it to his lips, taking a long swallow. As he did so, he was suddenly powerfully aware that his lips were resting on the same spot 
as Monica Reyes's had done moments before. It seemed as if in addition to the sweetness of the drink, he could actually taste a little of her essence, making this simple act of sharing a can of soda an amazingly intimate experience. As he lowered the can and held it back out to her, his eyes met hers, and he thought he saw a flicker of knowledge there, as if she had been reading his thoughts. As she took the can from his hand, her fingers lightly brushed his, and once again he felt that spark, that sense of desire, shoot through him. He released the can into her hand and managed to say, Thank you, Monica. That was just what I needed. Rhea's eyes never left his as she raised the can to her mouth, placing her lips where his had been. She drank deeply, then lowered the can and spoke softly. Me too, Walter. They stood for a moment, just looking at each other. Then Reyes broke the spell. So what do you say we take a look around and see if there's anything that catches your eye? The next half hour went very quickly. The number of things he saw in the shop fascinated Skinner. Mexican pottery, Sherpas, blankets, and art objects, straw bags and hats. And then there were the Indian items. Of course, there was the requisite bead and feather work, but there was also some wonderful pottery, beautiful leather wallets and boots, as well as leather belts with gold and silver and turquoise buckles. And the jewelry, so much for men and women, finely crafted from gold, copper, and silver, some with turquoise and onyx in the design, others relying solely on the beauty of the metal and the craftwork. A wide brown leather belt ornamented with a gold and turquoise buckle, and a gold bracelet watchband with exquisite copper and turquoise ornamentation especially captured Skinner's eye. Noticing that Skinner was lingering, Alberto wandered over. Is there anything you would like to take a closer look at? Yes, the belt and that watchband there, Skinner replied, pointing to both. Alberto reached into the jewelry case and pulled out both items, laying them down on the counter. These are some of our finest pieces, he commented. Everything is handcrafted, so no two items are exactly alike. Skinner held up the belt first, giving it a thorough examination. As he did so, he felt Reyes come up beside him. It looks like you found something you like, she said. Yes, I really think I'm going to buy this belt, Skinner replied, showing it to her. It's an attractive piece, and the price is very reasonable. The prices here are always reasonable, Reyes responded, as she closely surveyed the belt. I like this, Walter. It would look great with your jeans, or with other casual pants. Skinner handed the belt to Alberto. I will take this, Mr. Velasquez. In the meantime, Reyes picked up the watch band and was looking it over carefully. This is absolutely beautiful, she remarked. I haven't made my mind up about the watch band yet, Skinner told her. I'm not really sure that it's me, if you know what I mean. Reyes opened her mouth to start to say something when Alberto interrupted her. Monica, there's Enrique waving to you. I think Lucia is ready for both of you. Reyes handed the watch band to Alberto. Alberto, can you put that aside until after lunch? And hold on to the other stuff we've already picked out. We'll come back and pay for it afterwards. Sure, Monica, he told her as he took the watch band and put it in the corner of the jewelry case. You better get going now. Hope you both have an appetite. Oh, we do, Reyes replied, impulsively grabbing Skinner's hand. Come on, Walter, let's go get lunch. Moments later, Skinner and Reyes were seated at a small table in the corner of the restaurant. When they took their places, a basket of chips and a large bowl of homemade salsa was already placed on the table waiting for them, along with a huge frosty pitcher of light-colored beer, and two mugs. It's Coors beer, Reyes explained. 
You can get in Washington, too. It goes wonderfully with Mexican food. Moments later, Lucia and her son Enrique appeared bearing two trays loaded down with dishes. Hey, you see I kept my word, Lucia told them, as she unloaded plates from the trays. I brought you some of everything so you can try. Wait a minute, Skinner began to protest. This is way too much food for the two of us. Speak for yourself, Walter, Reyes teased. Besides, Lucia is just following Mexican custom. They eat their main meal in the afternoon. It's called comida. And then they have a light supper in the evening. It's actually healthier for you. That's right, Monica. Lucia beamed as she set the last plate down on the table. You eat healthy now, Mr. Skinner, and you eat light tonight. You sleep better that way. Now enjoy. Call me if you need anything. Skinner surveyed the array of dishes in front of him, giving off aromas that made his mouth water. There were turnovers called empanadas filled with beef, chicken and cheese enchiladas, crunchy beef tacos, sizzling steak fajitas with assorted condiments, pork tamales smothered in spicy chili sauce, refried beans and Mexican rice, two salads, one of garbanzo beans and another made with oranges and onions. As Lucia had promised, truly a Mexican feast. He noticed that Reyes was already digging in and had piled her plate high with an assortment of delicacies, so he decided to follow her lead and quickly did the same. It had been a long time since breakfast, and there were no questions that he was feeling the pangs of hunger. Between the two of them, after 30 minutes, Reyes and Skinner had managed to devour most of what Lucia had placed before them. Skinner was surprised at Reyes' capacity, as she took seconds and sometimes thirds of everything on the table. I don't get it, he marveled as she polished off the last of her salad and drank the last of her beer. You're so slim. Where do you put it all? Reyes laughed, and again he found himself entranced at the sound of her laughter. I think I have a super-fast metabolism, she replied. Plus, I keep pretty active. I run, I work out. Even on vacation, I move around a lot, so I burn off a lot of calories. Besides, you're no slouch either, she teased. You ate just as much as I did, and you did last night, too. And from what I can see... Your body doesn't show any excess poundage. Skinner permitted himself to feel a touch of pride at her words. At his age, it was great to be complimented on his body, and he worked hard at staying fit. Same thing as you, I guess, he answered. Workouts at the gym, running, and when I started to put on any weight, I cut back. Enrique appeared and began to clear away the dishes on the table. Where's Lucia? Reyes asked. She'll be out in a minute with some coffee and dessert, Enrique replied. The coffee sounds great, but I don't think I can manage dessert, Skinner groaned. Oh, I think you can manage this, Lucia answered as she came up with yet another tray. On it were cups of coffee, a small coffee pot, plates, spoons, and a large gold-encrusted ball on a plate with a small bowl of sauce next to it. Reyes clapped her hands at the sight like a little girl. Lucia, you remembered. Now how could I forget your favorite dessert, Lucia chided, as she set everything down on the table. I knew you would be wanting this. What is it, Skinner asked, as Lucia set a plate and a spoon in front of him. It's Mexican fried ice cream, Reyes explained with delight, as Lucia placed the plate with the ball in front of her. Oh, Lucia, thank you so much. Reyes began to cut into the golden balls Lucia left. How can you fry ice cream, Skinner asked. You roll it in a mixture of cornflake crumbs, flour, and sugar, then chill it until it gets very hard. Reyes explained as she divided the ball into two, putting half on his plate and half on hers. Then you deep fry it for one minute. You serve it hot with hot caramel sauce. It's absolutely fantastic. She ladled caramel sauce in his portion and passed the plate over to him. 
He took a spoon and found that she was right. It was fantastic. The sensation of hot and cold at once and the sweet flavors of the ice cream and caramel were a perfect finish to the hot, spicy meal. Good, huh? She prompted. Good, he replied. Reyes beamed as she devoured her portion. He thought how young she looked as she sat there, spooning ice cream into her mouth. Young and beautiful and vibrant and alive. He wasn't even aware that he was smiling fondly as he watched her. Reyes finished her last spoonful. She caught him watching her. What? She asked. What is it? I was just thinking, Skinner said quietly. I was thinking of how lovely you look. He couldn't believe what he was seeing. She was actually blushing. He saw her bite her lip as she laid her spoon down and pushed the plate aside. When she spoke, her voice was pitched low. I thank you, Walter. It's been a long time since someone said that to me. I mean it, Monica, he continued. You are a very lovely young woman. Maria's looked searchingly into his eyes, as if she was seeking something that she eventually found, because a small, knowing smile appeared on her face. I'm not that young, Walter, she told him. At least I'm old enough to know what I want. Skinner suddenly felt that there was another meaning behind her words, a message she was trying to convey. And just what is it that you want, Monica, he asked softly. Reyes continued to watch him, that knowing smile still on her face and a sudden gleam in her eyes. She took a deep breath, as if she was about to say something. Then she seemed to change her mind. I think I'd rather answer that later, Walter, she replied. Instead, I'd like to ask you a question. What is your question, Monica? Skinner asked, his curiosity piqued. It's about that watch band in the shop, Reyes explained. You really seem to like it yet you hesitated about buying it. Why? I told you. I'm not sure it's really me, Skinner replied. It seems a bit flashy, a bit elaborate for someone like me. I disagree, Reyes replied. That watch band isn't flashy at all. It's beautiful. A piece of art crafted out of precious metals and stone, something that will last and hold its value for years. The craft work has dignity, grace, and elegance. The gold has permanence. It's timeless and will never change. The copper gives it warmth, and the turquoise gives it passion. So, you are saying that the watch band symbolizes permanence, grace, elegance, dignity, warmth, and passion? Skinner stated with a slight laugh. All of which means that I'm right, it isn't me. No, Walter. All of which means you're wrong, Reyes continued, her voice low and almost seductive. That watch band is you. It's everything that I think of when I think of you. It's as if some Navajo craftsman had imagined in his mind every quality that you have and translated it into metal and turquoise. Skinner felt himself blushing at her words. The look in her eyes and the tone of her voice made it clear to him that she was sincere, that this was how she saw him. His eyes locked with hers, and the message he read there was unmistakable, an invitation to proceed further. Subtle, perhaps, but an invitation nonetheless. One that surprised, excited, and, to some extent, frightened him all at the same time. He tried to find the words to respond, but they simply wouldn't come. Again, he saw that flicker of understanding in her eyes that made him feel that she was reading his thoughts. Maybe I'm being a bit too forward, she said quietly. Bez, you know by now, I'm used to saying what I feel. And that is what I feel about you. Reyes waved Lucia, who was talking to another of her guests, but quickly excused herself and came back to the table. 
So have you finished, she commented. It was good, huh? Lucia, it was the best Mexican meal I've had since, well, since the last time I was here, Reyes exclaimed. And you, Mr. Skinner, did you enjoy it? Lucia turned to him with a huge smile on her face. Skinner was able to smile back and answer with complete sincerity. Mrs. Velasquez, it was one of the best meals I've ever had. Certainly the best Mexican food I've ever eaten. You have good taste, Mr. Skinner, Lucia laughed. If you come back here again, I'll make sure you get just as good the next time, maybe even better. I don't see how it could get much better, Skinner replied with a chuckle, as he began to reach for his wallet. How much do I owe? You can pay for it out in the store, Lucia explained. Alberto told me he is holding something for you in the gift shop. We'll add your lunch to the bill out there. No problem. Sounds great, Skinner told her, as he began to stand up, noticing that Reyes did so as well. It's another 90-minute drive back into Phoenix, so I suppose we better finish our shopping and head on back. He extended his hand to Lucia, who once again took it warmly in both her own. It's been a pleasure meeting you, Mrs. Velasquez. You too, Mr. Skinner, she replied. Please come back again and bring Monica with you, she added, glancing fondly at Reyes. Reyes smiled fondly back and threw her arms around the older woman. You know that I always come back, she told Lucia as she hugged her tightly. I'll be sure to tell mom that I saw you. Please, and give her and your papa my love, Lucia exclaimed before releasing Reyes from her embrace. Travel safe, both of you. Vaya con Dios. Skinner and Reyes went back into the gift shop and directly to the counter where Alberto was holding their selections. Reyes has selected a beautifully painted pottery bowl, a copper bracelet set with turquoise and onyx, and a delicately painted fan. Her purchases paid for, she stepped aside to let Skinner take his turn. You had the belt, right? Alberto asked, as he pulled it from behind the counter. That's right, Skinner replied. He paused for a moment, then asked, Could I see the watch band again, please? Reyes stepped a little closer as Alberto produced the watch band and laid it in Skinner's hand. Skinner regarded it closely, turning it over and examining every inch. Reyes inched even closer, close enough for him to feel the warmth of her skin, even though they weren't touching. He turned to her and held out the watch band. Did you want to take a closer look at it? Reyes accepted the watch band and, like Skinner, examined it closely before looking back up at him. You know... I think the best thing would be for you to try it on, she commented. You can see if you like the look and feel of it. You may be right, Skinner replied, beginning to stretch his hand out to take it from her. But Reyes held it back and shook her head slightly with a mischievous smile. Skinner got the message and held out his arm. Reyes unfastened the clasp and brought the band up around his wrist, then slowly refastened the clasp. Skinner watched as her fingers lightly, almost caressingly traced over the intricate carvings in the watch band and then slowly slid over his wrist and down his hand, sending a slight shiver through him. He regarded the watch band for a moment or two, then locked eyes with her once again, smiling as he spoke. It looks pretty damn good. Reyes smiled back at him. It certainly does, she replied. It's like I said, Walter. That watch band was made for you. Skinner turned back to Alberto, standing behind the counter. Please add this to my bill, Mr. Velasquez, he stated and just put the box in the bag with everything else. I'm going to wear it now. If you like this story and would like to contribute, you can do so by going to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash audio fanfic pod. As a patron, 
you are granted early access to one new story of your choosing per month. Thank you for listening. And remember, the stories are out there.